Learn the most advanced recruiting techniques. Land the most desirable talent. Launch your company towards massive success. This is the Higher Power Radio Show with Rick Gerard. Interviewing etiquette. <laughs> Say it all the time. But the hiring market has changed and no longer can you, Mr. Hiring Manager, get away with bad behavior in an interview and think you're going to be able to hire the person across the desk from you. So when your offer gets turned down and you think it was because of a higher offer, you know it probably wasn't the case. And it's actually not me, it's you. Today's quote, etiquette means behaving yourself a little better than is absolutely essential. Any idea who said that, Miss Diane Lee? Oh, probably my mentor, Miss Emily Post. Oh, you're pretty close. Will Cuppy. <laughs> well, look at that. <laughs> I know, right? Learn something new every day. I'm Rick Gerard, and welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show. Our mission is to help entrepreneurs and startup executives avoid costly hiring mistakes. We do this by sharing insights from top-performing rebel entrepreneurs, disruptors, and industry experts, like our guest today, Diane Lee. Diane is the CEO of Street Smart Etiquette. So after a successful career in public uh, relations on Maui, Diane relocated to Orange County and took up a position at the Disneyland Resort. There, she discovered a new passion for training with the opportunity to facilitate a myriad of training workshops and design training integration. Mm -hmm. In 2011, she founded Street Smart Etiquette to empower millennials beyond the theoretical offering hands-on workshops and individualized etiquette courses to help them master business soft skills. Very important work. And ultimately to achieve career success. Diane, welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show today. Thank you. I'm excited to be here, Rick. Yeah, I'm excited to have you. So we're going to cover why it is important to develop interviewing etiquette. And we're talking mm -hmm. to you, Mr. Hiring Manager, and provide a checklist of what to do. So let's get started with why is this important? Yes. Well, I think, you know, um, I love talking to you and preparing for this because then I realized it is a tight job market, isn't it? Yeah. And by the so. time that person is in front of you, you've invested a lot of time and energy and resources. So you want to make sure that that session with that candidate is as most successful as it can be. Absolutely. And the market has changed and I think it's demanding it. I think it's demanding that bad behavior be put on the back burner. Unless, of course, that's your culture. If mm -hmm. your culture is a very hostile environment, then keep going with it. You've, you've had that experience, haven't you? I have. Well, I've seen lots of different companies. There's a lot of flourishing companies that have terrible cultures, but and everybody's trying to get this ideal utopian culture type thing down. Mm -hmm. But if it's not your culture, don't try and change it. Like mm -hmm. if it's working, right. I, I don't care if you do. It's usually the bigger companies anyway, and I can steal all your people. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've yeah, we've all had bad interviews as well. I mean, we're all scarred. Well, I haven't had an interview in like years, but... Um. Well, it made me think. It made me realize um, there was one where I drove for 45 minutes and I got there and I walked through the door right on time and he kept me waiting for 45 minutes. So there's 90 minutes gone. And then by the time I got in the door, uh, the entire interview, he had the Dodger game on. Really? Yeah. Did he stand up and cheer when they made a hit? No, but he was going on and on about how his mom was dating Sandy Koufax and he really didn't ask any questions and... Frankly, yeah, I would have been one of those candidates. Like I walked out and said, I don't want to work for you anyway. Yeah. Why, invi why invite you in, right? Yes. Unless I, he's got something else. As you can tell, he's yeah. got nothing else. That was over 10 years ago, and I still remember that. So <laughs> I welcome this opportunity for hiring managers now. I mean, I can't say that everyone does that, and I'm sure they don't. But maybe this is a good time to pause and think about how you're conducting yourself in the interview so it is as successful as it can be. 
All right. So how should we be treating people in the interview? Well, as I say in, in business etiquette, it's really neat to be able to flip it around. I have been coaching people and I, I kind of found my niche at the college level and mm-hmm. um, helping those be successful in their interviews. And it's really a great opportunity to flip it around and saying, how can the interviewer be more successful? And the whole thing about etiquette is I say it's not putting on airs or making yourself feel better or look better than anyone else or try to be impressive. The whole basis of of etiquette, and especially the sweet spot in business etiquette, is making the other person feel comfortable. And when you're doing that, you'll nine times out of ten get what you need out of the transaction. Most definitely. Creating an adversarial environment when you bring somebody in for an interview doesn't bring out the best in that person. Right. So are you getting to the truth of who that person is? Yeah. And then some can argue that that has something to do with bias. You know, we all have biases and maybe they just want to be able to check that off the box and move that person out. Right. Oh, gosh. What a good point. Interviews get treated very differently. I don't think anybody goes through a, a process the same. Really? They say standardize your question. From an HR perspective, that's the goal. But when you leave it to hiring managers, it's a whole different story. Well, as a hiring manager, are you preparing well for it yourself? Are you representing your company as best as you can as well? That's a big thing that doesn't happen. You think so? Well, I, okay. Well, let's. we can check off a few of those boxes. Well, I, I've seen a lot of scenarios, and I actually will debrief candidates on their interviews that they went through. And even when they're not even interviewing through my company or something that I'm representing, they'll tell me about their experience. Uh-huh. Managers will pick up a piece of paper, they'll look at your resume, go, well, walk me through this. And then why <gasps> yeah. don't you do that, right? Yeah. And they're looking at the resume for the first time. Yes. It doesn't the make somebody it, want to work yes, for you. Yes, exactly. The, the candidate just starts shrinking right there. Do you know their name? So I encourage people to prepare and to check their personal <laughs> appearance as well. Are you representing yourself? Is How is your desk look? Is it cluttered? You may want to, oh, you think you look busy? Uh, where's that phone? Is it as, distracting as, you? As you came to my office today, my <laughs> desk is completely messy. This is a man that's ne- definitely an important I, person. I need to get rid of like the 90 post-it notes that are sitting all over. We're my... talking about the interview process. Here. I know, I, I know. know. But so, it just went to me. I don't yes. know why. Maybe I'm a little narcissistic. Well, <laughs> how, what impression are you making when that person comes into the place where you're going to interview them? Do you look relaxed? Do you look prepared? Do you look focused? Do you know their name? Have you read through their um, materials to know what kind of questions you want to ask them? Yeah. And have you prepared that person too for what to expect in the interview process? Mm-hmm. Now, most entrepreneurs and small business leaders, they don't have a recruiter or somebody to do that for them mm. unless that person's coming through a recruiter. So they need to take the initiative to make sure that they do prepare people. So here's what to expect when you come here. Right. You know, we're going to spend this much time. We're going to talk about this. You're not giving anything away by doing that. All no. you're doing is just showing that you're professional and that they're setting their expectations for whatever that experience is going to be. It's a great opportunity to make a reflection on your company and present it, whether you give that person the job or not. Now, if you are a hostile environment, you should tell people, (laughs) we're going to grill you and beat you up and you're going to hate it. Um, But if you can make it through, then yay. You're in. in. Oh, gosh. (laughs) You have to own your environment. Right. Mindset is a big thing. So what type of mindset should you be putting yourself into as an interviewer? Well, putting aside the prejudices, for one thing, yeah. I would think that'd be. But to clear your mind, the, I remember when I 
would be the interviewer. I was flurrying because again, I was wearing many hats and I was like, I was getting the emails out and I'm like, okay, they're going to be here at 10 o'clock. And I was like, I got to get this out of my mind, get this. I want to move things off my to-do list. And then my assistant came in and said, Diane, your 10 o'clock is here. And I'm like, it's a quarter of, what are they doing? So now I kind of say to people when they're preparing, I go, you know, calm yourself and walk in that door right at 10 o'clock. See, I take the opposite on that one. Uh, I like people who are early. Okay. If you're, if you're not 10 minutes early, you're dead. Really? <laughs> okay. Well, but if you're 20 minutes late, you're even more dead. Oh, well, you're roadkill. Yeah. Punctuality is it. Yeah. You're either on time, but we tell everybody to come in at least 10 to 15 minutes early because you have to fill out your paperwork and we want to make sure okay. that we get you all situated. Uh, all right. I will adjust my expectations, but I think it's real classy to step through that door, calm and collected and ready okay. to go right at the time. Point well taken. I, mm-hmm. You're right. I'm right. We're both right. Yeah. So that being said, in preparing <laughs> as the interviewer, you know, you want to get everything's put off your desk. You don't, you know, if you are expecting a phone call, maybe ask your assistant and say, hey, get a hold of somebody and tell them, you know, I'll be back if they can get back to me in an hour. You know, just so you know that nothing is going on that's going to distract you so you can focus on that person. So the point is you need to be present. Yeah, and that's on a time. good word. That's a very good word. You and need- that means putting away the phone, getting it off your desk. <laughs> is that hard? Apparently it is for some people. Yeah, I know. No, it, it means a lot. And so if it starts going, and all of a sudden it starts you're wandering to it, you know, you're sending well, messages. Well, at least silence your phone. I mean, if you're using it to keep time, that's acceptable, right? But if you're Buy checking clock, your phone. Buy a clock, Rick. Buy a clock. Timekeeper <laughs> phone as your communication device is a timekeeper. I'm worn, sorry. I haven't worn a watch in like Buy a clock. I'm sorry. Put a clock on your wall. Nope, don't buy it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We cancel, you know, okay, we cancel our candidates when they come in, put away your phone. Absolutely. And you know, one of those top 10 things of why someone didn't get the job is they were checking their phone during the interview. And I would imagine. So flip it around. Yeah. Hiring manager. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. You're cracking the whip. I love it. All right. (laughs) All right. So when we talked on the phone, you talked about something that was kind of interesting, which was making a good first impression. And you were teaching me about a smile. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about what is that smile that you think (sighs) is so... It speaks volumes and doesn't say a word, does it? That smile. And it has to be a genuine smile. So the first time that person comes through the door, you have that smile. And it's called a Duchesne smile, actually. A Duchesne. Yes. Like not Bobby Boucher, but Duchesne. Yeah, and I'd, I've never okay. looked him up and why it's called that. <laughs> but they have these before and after things. And it's, and it's smiling with your eyes. And you have that little crinkle at the corner of your eyes. The eyes are the window to the soul. And that's True. the whole package right there. And that's where it begins. It's just that first impression. And you, if you don't make that good first impression, you're in the hole right then and there. And luckily, if you're that with that person for 45 minutes... Maybe you'll crawl out of it, but maybe, maybe not. Okay, so how does one smile with their eyes? Where they crinkle with their eyes. Try smiling without your eyes. Try neutralizing your eyes. I can't. I got Botox. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I did not. Well, the opposite, it's called the Pan Am smile. Okay. You know why. Bye-bye. Oh, that, okay. Got it. Yeah, picture those people that go bye-bye, and then they smile without their eyes. Got it. You know, it's a pretty natural process. It's hard to fake a smile, but to have that genuine smile. And I go further in saying have that default smile. Instead of that greeting, it's you know effusive and you're like, hello. But then to sit it down into a neutral and just carry, conduct yourself. And you never know what body messaging you're giving as you conduct yourself throughout the day um, of having that neutral smile. And I sit, tell people, like, it's kind of creepy, but practice it in the mirror and, and see what it looks like. So it's a, a default because hmm. um, people are like going, oh, gosh, what is she? 
whatever she has, I want it. My whole niche has been spawned from our cell phone saturated society. These skills are atrophying. So we are relationships are now built on one way screens and um, people are getting really bad at these smiles, eye contact, their body language. That's why we have the rise of RBF. So our hiring managers need to spend some time looking in the mirror yes. out of their computer screen. Yes. Put their cell phones away. Yes. And this is important because, quite frankly, all you're doing is turning people off. Yes. And you only have one chance to make a first impression. Very, very true. Mm-hmm. All right. You're listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. I'm your host, Rick Gerard. For our podcast listeners, we're going to take a quick educational moment. Hey, book me to come speak at your next corporate event. Find out how at rickgerard.com. Our guest today is Diane Lee. She's she's a business etiquette consultant of Street Smart Etiquette. I'm, and we're talking about interviewing etiquette. So let's teach a hiring manager how to use this or how to put it into perspective. Yeah. Maybe a checklist yes. that we can provide. Yeah. So walk me through it. If I'm a hiring manager, I have no idea about any of this stuff. Where do I start and where do I end? Okay. Well, we talked about preparation in, yeah. but previously, and then it's making that first impression, standing up to greet that person when they come in the room, or maybe going out to fetch them and have that smile and the eye contact. I think going out and fetching them is always a really good thing. Yeah. You take a little extra time to yeah. go meet that person. Hey, it's really good. Let me walk you back. Yeah. Maybe it's you've comforting. already, um, maybe your sister or the team has already welcomed them with a glass of water because they're, they're going to need it. Yeah. They're nervous. Definitely give them a bottle of water. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, oh gosh. Um, have you fine tuned your handshake lately? Have I? Yeah, I don't know. So I learned to match handshake of the person you're shaking hands with because I did some recruiting in Japan and they don't shake hands the way we do. Always try and match the handshake. That's a good, I don't try that's to, good a rule of thumb. Well, it's hitting it web to web. A flat hand, a flat dry hand is good. And web to web, moderate grip. Yeah, wipe your hands first. Yes. Moderate grip and two shakes and release. Moderate grip, two shakes. That's the general rule. Yes. Of, wow, I feel like I'm sitting here with Martha Stewart. <laughs> you're going to get that bone crusher and then you're going to like, and you're going to match it. Okay. Urgh. And then and but most, arm most time, especially with interviewees, you're going to get the floppy fish where they don't hit it right in that web and, and you get fingertips. Okay. Come on. You get those all the time, don't you? The floppy fish. Floppy I've fish. gotten quite a few of those. Yes. yes yeah. And and that, what does that say instantly to that person that they're not too confident? So, well, I'm evangelizing and changing the world where that will be eliminated. Okay, so we're talking about personal presentation. Yes, so really. you go in, handshake, eye contact, smile, that instant warm first impression. Come on, have a seat. And then your body language. What is your body language saying? Do you have that default smile on your face? And um, as you can go in, you don't immediately dive in and say, okay, so here, number three on your resume. No, how's it going? You have that little five minutes of chatter and a little small talk. And Well, let's talk about body language mm-hmm. because 73% I heard of our communication is nonverbal. You got that stat right. Yeah, it's 70 something that and 30 something is how you're saying it and the tone of your voice and only less than 10% is actually what you're saying. The words that are coming that out of your mouth. The words are coming out of your mouth. Yeah. And so our body <laughs> language is huge and you know, you want it to be open and neutral. Um, you don't want to cross anything over your body. And this is when it gets into the animal kingdom stuff. You get in these prote- protective modes, you know? Sure. So, Spider flight syndrome. Yes, exactly. You, you're dealing with the reptilian brain. Mm-hmm. You know what? Yes. A smile actually can diffuse that. A smile with your eyes. Sm- yes, smiling with your face and those m- actual physical muscles diffuse that fight or flight. It's called the vagal break. Okay. I know. 
Wait, what's the vagal brain? That diffuses the fight or flight of, of all those hormones coming up that make you feel nervous and want to close up. So a smiling is good to help you relax and, and send signals to your brain to just say, hey, calm down. Yeah, and if you're bringing people in for an interview, it's really important that you get them in a place where they're not super nervous. They're right. going to be nervous anyway. You want to get the best out of them as you can. You've invested in these people a lot of time to get them in that chair. Give them, give them a break. Make them feel at home. Yeah, because that way you're getting to the truth of who that person is. Exactly. And whether or not they're going to fit your culture, your company, your, right. your unique little snowflake of a company. Right. And maybe you'll understand each other's forms of humor a little bit better. Okay, so chit-chat a little bit. Yes. We got the body language. What should you not be doing from a body language perspective? Anything cross, um, aggressive, um, alpha, alpha postures. Yes, crossing your hands in front of you, leaning forward aggressively. Eye contact is huge. Have we, have, we haven't talked about that, have we? Yes, we are getting really crummy at eye contact. So knowing um, in business, it's best to focus on- We have on- really good eye contact with our phones. Yeah, but that's easy. People, and I, again, Career Builder had a great checklist of how people fail- their interviews, 70%. The top one was 70% fail their interview because of the lack of eye contact. So you, as hiring manager, are you appropriate in your eye contact? It should be, you know, three to five seconds is locking the eyes. But then a good secret is to just wander up into the forehead and the hairline. That's really easy. Right up in here. And getting, wandering down to the mouth and below, not so good. That You can go there, but don't stay there. Um, my trick is if you want to keep attentive and, and look at focused, um, wander as that person's talking to something behind them, maybe outside the window or maybe a picture on the wall. At least you're um, looking up and not looking down because looking down makes the other person feel like you're disinterested. Well, yeah. And looking at a resume while they're talking to is not a good idea just because they end up thinking, oh, God, is this guy even listening to anything I'm saying? Exactly. So you want to. If that person's He's talking... looking for holes in my resume. Yes. Oh, God, make me more nervous. Okay, so now we're getting into the art of the conversation and making that person feel listened to. When that person is talking, yes, you are nodding your head, leaning forward slightly. And then here's a really good secret. Um, politicians use this all the time. Uh, when that person is stops talking, you pause. Give it some levity. Gravitas. Shake your head like, okay, and that person, and I'm not talking, you know, eons, just pause. And it shows that you're thinking about it and you've listened to it and then you respond. So is there a count they should be giving like one, one thousand? It's natural, just natural. Yeah. But we're trying to teach somebody. I know, but you'll see. I mean, (laughs) it's not natural. Okay. So we've all been that, we've all been in those conversations where you're talking and the person is just going, "Uh uh-huh. Yeah. mm -hmm, Yeah. And they can't wait for you to shut so they can talk. That happens to me quite often on the show. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I hope as an interviewer, you're not doing that. and that I'm even, trying not to. It takes a lot, but I'm working on it. No, you're doing fine. All right. Thank you. Not judging. Judging, not judging. Okay. <laughs> but it's a good tip. Um, it's very valuable in sales. But again, aren't we kind of selling our company in this instance as well? Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. So, yes. And I think the most important piece of this whole thing is developing your listening skills. Mm-hmm. Because quite frankly, the more you talk, the more I get turned off as a interviewee. And the more you listen, the more interested I become. Mm-hmm. Yes, I had that interview where I walked away and I'm like, for the last 45 minutes, that guy just talked about himself. And he, he just thought it was the greatest interview ever. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I, and I've had candidates or people that have come back from interviews. And they'll say, God, it was the greatest interview ever. And I 
automatically that's a red flag in my head. The feedback that I get from the company sometimes is that person never stopped talking. We didn't get a word in edgewise. Mm -hmm. It was kind of a disaster. Mm -hmm. So pause. Be aware. Yeah. Pause and listen. And the thing is, if you do these things naturally and you make first, you know, we're calling your attention to it here, but be aware of it and practice it and it becomes natural. And then you don't, you know, your body language becomes natural. That smile, that handshake, you don't have to be preoccupied with it. And you can focus on what the other person is saying. That's the sweet spot we want you to get to. Run this down for me. We've got... We're preparing. Preparation. Yes. And making sure we read ahead of time and, we, and, and we're composed. And we've checked our personal presentation. Okay. We make that great first impression with first a smile, impression. eye contact, open body language, active listening and nodding and making them feel validated in whatever they say. Um, getting to certain points, you know, of getting out as much of them as you can. But I guess the final point, too, is setting them up for success and making it easy for you to do business. A lot of times I work with professionals and they want to take their game to the next level. Give them, you know, not just the time and place, but give them tips on uh, traffic, on parking. Yeah, yeah. go around to the first street and make the first right in the parking structure. Yeah, let you me know. tell you a little secret. Yeah. Look for excuses to call the person to prep them. Yeah. And, yeah, and I wanted to give you a heads up. I know you're coming in today. Hey, I want to talk to you about parking. It's a little weird around here. If you park on Jones Street, then, you know, exactly. come around the corner, boom, we're right there. Yep. That makes all the difference in the world. Those little things. Yes. So it, the, the devil's in the details. Exactly. You want to greet everyone and treat each person with candor and curiosity. Oh, yes. I love those two words together. The next word is charm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know much about that. So, okay, key takeaways. What would you like the audience to walk away with? Well, be, first prepare, be aware. And if you are wearing, if you are the multi, if you're the you know chief cook and bottle washer, you've worked hard to get that person in there. Give yourself the best it can be by preparing and um, that little bit of airspace. Be conscious of the silent messages that you're giving with your body language and calm down and slow down, be an active listener and um, set them up for success and having you or part of your team make sure that they're put at ease even before they step through that door. Well said. I feel like I'm a better person already. Well, you're going to be a better interviewer, definitely. Yay! <laughs> All right, we're just about out of time for today's show. Diane, thanks so much for your time investment today, and I want to welcome you to the Higher Power Radio Thank community. you so much. So I'm sure that some of our listeners would like to find out more about you. How do they mm -hmm. find you? Very easy, and thank you for asking. I just have a brand new website. I'm really... Um, excited about and it's just streetsmartetiquette.com and there you can get uh, Will you spell that out s-t-r-e-e-t s-m-a-r-t e-t-i-q-u-e-t-t-e dot com perfect <laughs> I can't spell that well <laughs> I'm just saying alright I want to thank our listening audience for tuning in this week's episode of Higher Power a quick thanks to our team our engineer Paul Roberts our producers Andrea Ballin Shanti Ryle and Ayla Gerard. If you're listening to the podcast, please subscribe, review, and share. We want more feedback so we can bring more highly valuable content to you. Join the Higher Power Radio community at Hire, that's H-I-R-E, Power, P-O-W-E-R, Radio, R-A-D-I-O dot com. And hey, catch me next week. I'm going to be speaking at the ERE conference in San Diego on the 24th. Come say hi. Drop me a line uh, via LinkedIn, or you can reach me via email at rick at stridesearch.com. I'm accessible. Let's chat. So tune in next week. Our guest is going to be Mitch Balzer. Mitch is the founder and executive vice president for Gemma Technology. I'm your host, Rick Gerard, and you have been listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. Aloha. Thank you for listening to Higher Power with Rick Gerard on OC Talk Radio. 